0: From the YBA Phoenix Fitness twenty four seven
1: basketball facility in Rocklin, California, it's about that life podcast with your host Coach C Collins and Coach MJ. Get started. Three, two, one, let's go.
0: Hey, welcome to About That Life podcast. I'm Coach C Collins. Coach MJ. And we are here to talk basketball, life, and everything in between. Thank you if you're tuning in. Thank you if you're listening. Uh, we know we've been gone for a while. Been about a month since we've really had any time to release contact uh, content. Sorry, that's because we have just been busy as hell. Tell you the truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he uh, Mark started an AU program that's been eating up a lot of his time on top of the training. I'm managing more and more of my AU program. Got kids coming back, and just it, Fe- February was a busy month for us. But we are happy to be back and bring you guys a good episode again. If you are uh, listening probably for the first time probably 80 to 90 percent of you are not following or subscribe please do please hit that follow button it helps out a lot uh we appreciate it you know we also have our youtube content so go ahead and check that out as well we're on a every major platform so you know please uh go ahead and hit that button uh one small click for you is a big help to us so getting into the episode right away uh, we have a guest right like uh we're gonna get it's episode 19 right hey, so 19 yeah 19 so yeah. you know we're gonna keep going man uh we plan to give you guys at least three episodes i'm ho- i'm hoping to do at least three two for sure but three uh episodes this month for you guys uh and then I'll try to fill it in with the coaches rise time stuff um in between just to give you guys some content because uh the great part is when i asked about it on my social media you know hey do people still want to listen or whatever i got uh, quite a bit of response back and there nice. was a lot of yeses it was a lot was of good. yeses so again me and mark really do appreciate it a lot um it, it it helps us uh ty as well sorry ty our video guy he's not here today this is strictly audio for this episode so um but he uh, uh us three really you know we, we really put our all into this when we're here so hopefully you guys can see it and appreciate it so let me get back to our guest i have uh he's a yba coach he's coached a lot more than YBA and I let him get into that more and more himself um, but I, he's become a really good friend of mine started out coaching against him <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know got got he got became a part of the club uh, at first just kind of here with his son and then slowly but surely developed into becoming a coach and then me and him uh, met and really interacted and talked and, and his son became a part of my team and it, it's been it's been great ever since uh, we have Coach Sam His actual name And uh, you know the, I hope I say this right Right yes. Sar- Sarmento Govea. Yes sir uh, See Crazy. I did it I did it okay. <laughs> I like that I always try not to uh, Butcher the the names That's a, a game of mine I played But um you, No I did okay You
2: can call yourself Bilingual now Oh I'm bilingual
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that But no um, Without further ado Let's give him a round of applause Yes sir Appreciate you being here Coach Sam That's I know uh I know our YBA parents and people uh, who've gotten to know you will appreciate you being here and being back too. Um, Go ahead and kind of give us a rundown of who you are, your coaching background. Uh, Let the audience know who you are.
2: Absolutely. Well, uh, I started coaching when I was about 20 years old. Uh, My ex-wife's son, uh, very athletic, very gifted, um, and I was looking for an opportunity to, you know, help build the relationship with him. So, honestly, I started coaching at uh, Liberty Towers, the church league. And from there, it just kind of picked up, and I started taking on more uh, rec league opportunities with him. Um, and then we just kind of built out, uh, never really got into the AAU circuit with him, right? but I started getting introduced to different coaches and, um, you know, just growing up playing basketball, it was always something that I wanted to get into. Yeah. Um, playing career didn't take off. So obviously like everybody, right. you know, me jump into coaching and try to give back to what was given to you. Yeah. And, uh, I had a lot of great influences in, in the basketball world growing up, so made it very easy for me to translate that. Um, Yeah. so as far as uh, coaching from that, when I stopped uh, coaching him, uh, started working. I worked in the labor union for Mm -hmm. several years. So that took up 50, 60 hours a week of my time. Right. Coaching was very difficult at that point. But then after that, um, I got back into coaching um, with my sister. So I had moved to Massachusetts for a very short stint, came back and felt like I needed to be a part of my sister's life and, and, you know, be there for her in that way. Um, caught up with a coach who was coaching rec league at Will Rogers and let him know, Hey man, I'll be there to assist, help you out, whatever you need. I just kind of want to, you know, work with my sister. And, and he was like, all right, that's great. And then, uh, he kind of realized the level I could coach at and was like, all right, great. Hmm. So he had a program. Uh, it was Jason Taylor and Jermaine Galloway. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they ran the NorCal Spartans, and that's really how I got to know you yeah. in the Hardwood Palace. Right. Um, so oh, and, you know, not to overlook it, I did coach Hardwood Palace League, yeah, um, which is kind of an intro for everybody right, you know, right, right. in the Sacramento it's area. Funny, you know, funny. So, most coaches are going to start with the rec level. Absolutely, right? yeah. So um, Hardwood was always great to us, and then you know, just familiar with a lot of the coaches that you know had been around in the past. So. Um, Jermaine Galloway is just a great coach, man. He's coached a lot of top talent, a lot of D one guys coming out of, you know, the program that they had at the time. Um and unfortunately that all that all broke apart and we went separate ways. And um when I was looking for an opportunity for my oldest son K J, that's mm-hmm. where, you know, I reached out to him and said, Hey, well, you know, what like I'm you know, K J was green. He never yeah. and I was like I was yeah. telling Mark before we started today, like he had literally no in you know, between the lines experience. And uh I hit Galloway and said, Galloway I'm ready to put him into a program. What do you what do you think? He said, Man, you need to go over to YBA and uh that's got the most structure. You know what I mean? He can learn, he can develop there. Um obviously he couldn't offer anything at that time. Right. So he was like go to YBA and then uh we started with Coach R C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to oh, RC, RC. <laughs> R-C. OG you O-G-R-C. you never met R-C. him Mark, no. bro, that Ooh.
0: motherfucker Oh, super OG. Yeah. i I'll get
2: RC on the phone right now. Yeah. yeah. Let's not do that. This episode so, will be three hours. So I'm getting videos from my girl and RC's, you know, pointing the cane at kids and having them do uh knuckle ups on the hardwood. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay. I said, yeah, he's maybe old, I, school, old, yeah, old school. school. Yeah. I said, uh, maybe I need to get my tail over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just help this out a little bit. Um, right. And that's how I got in with, uh, that's how I got in with uh, YBA. Um, But I will say prior to that, uh, when I was coaching with the Spartans, man, it was just a a really great experience. Um, Jermaine Galloway was just a a very big influence on me, Um, exuded a lot of confidence in me. Um, I coached girls with him at Bella Vista um, on the JV level, and then I coached uh, at the varsity level. I assistant coached on both both those levels at uh, Bella Vista. So um, that was a really great experience. You know what I mean? The high school game – the high school environment, you know, the kids, it, it's just it's way different, you know, it's not like AAU parent, you know, uh crowds. Yeah. It's you got the alumni, you got the kids, mm. you got you know, I mean it's just a completely different environment. So, it was a lot of fun to experience that. Um kind of kind of short lived, unfortunately, yeah. but um uh, again, you know, I'm always about making the right decision for my family. So, if when that, you know, opportunity comes again, maybe I'll take it. Um, we may end up discussing that again tonight. Yeah. So, you know, I figure, you know. Right. Um, yeah, so it led me to YBA, man. And then uh, KJ is just kind of a pure athlete. Um, he's lacking height right now. I love him. Uh, but he works extremely hard. He's He's got a high motor. And um, so the opportunity that he got with you and then the experience that you and I had, like right off the bat, um, is just extremely impactful on me making the decision. To like, all right, you know what? I really want to get back into coaching um, and then Kenji came to me and said, "Hey, I'd really like to coach you to you know co-assist on the fifth grade team and at that time, I was like Man, i don't know if I have that dedication i don't know you know I don't want to be in and out you know i don't want to be here and there that's not fair to these kids i'm not that kind of person and uh you know if i 'm going to coach I want you know you some, some sort there. of I, mean, yeah. I want some sort of control yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean to be completely honest with you I want to be able to you know have my parents and deal with them the way I want to deal with them and mm-hmm. um you know I, pure respect Kenji said, hey, Handle it right, and it's yours. There you you go. know, and uh, we nice. built something really, really nice. You know, we had a un- 22 and 0 undefeated season, and um, that will always be in the back. That's very difficult to do. I don't care. Wow. What, yeah, that's going to be one of our
0: topics. We're going to talk about yeah. that with you more.
2: Yeah, that's um. So that was a special experience for me. The parents all bought in, and that's what you really want. You know, at the it's, uh, that's what I'm saying is a high school level. Kids are there. It's like an obligation. Like they either live in the area, so they have to play there, or they've transferred there or, you know, that's, they're they're there and it's not just basketball, it's school that's got everything mixed in. Yeah. When you're dealing with AAU parents, there's a different level of expectation. Um, There's a different level of insight and you have to be able to adjust and adapt. And uh, my parents did, my players did, and it was extremely successful. So, um, unfortunate where we are right now because of this pandemic, kind of broke down what we were building, but uh, we move forward, we move on and we move up.
0: Yeah. It's the way it is sounds great stuff. Well, I wanted to well, just I want to ask you first. Um, uh, talking about COVID and everything, because obviously, I think your path for it is unique because you basically chose the opposite of obviously what a lot of coaches, including myself, mm-hmm. had did. You know, um, with with dealing with COVID nineteen for your family and your son and and shutting down and even shutting down from coaching and your AAU team. Mm-hmm. How how is that? How has that affected you? Think you know so far for everything now that you're back?
2: Um, I mean, for my team in particular, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. because I put 150 percent into everything I do, and when I show up to coach, you know, what I mean, um, Mark and I. <laughs> Like I said, we had a podcast before the podcast. Yeah, 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 you know, right. So, um, <laughs> Good. Great. Missed a lot of great content. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but, no, um, yeah, it's heartbreaking. You know what I mean? it's uh, Continuity, to me as a coach, is, is it's more important than damn near anything. Because once you get it and once you have it and you realize it, the potential changes. And you start looking at players differently because they play within your system where they, they have, you know, uh, They have different expectations of themselves now. Mm -hmm. So, um, but to get back to your question in specific, um, I I did what was right with my family. Yeah. You know, and I I gave, uh, I got COVID twice. Mm. And I got it in March when we uh, first started cleaning the building. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people had already, like, I know a lot of my parents had gotten sick and it was like a different kind of sickness. And I think people were getting, like, people knew it, but they didn't know what it was. Yeah, Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and the media plays a big role in everything. Right. I mean, you just see now how minimized now that, you know, I don't want to get into politics here, but now Trump's out of office. You see how the media minimizes everything. There's nothing mm-hmm. really to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, and now it gets down to the brass tacks. It's like who's who's hurting and who's not, you know, are people really getting sick Are people, you know, hurt? And you just, I just think it's one of those things where if you took it lightly, um, you know, you can be seen in a certain way, you know? And for me, I just wanted to be transparent. Yeah. That was what it was about is like, look, um, I'm sick, it's it hurts. shit hurts, yeah, <laughs> like right? there's no joke like i'm 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 very healthy, I'm young, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm gonna die, right, but I also don't get very sick, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a skinny dude, you know <laughs> that anybody look at me and be like, yo, Frelty McGee over here <laughs> yeah, probably get sick all the time, you know what I mean right. So, but I don't get sick very often. I don't get headaches. I don't, you know what I mean? So when, that, when I did get it, and um, the first time around, I wasn't able to test because it wasn't available. Mm. Um, and I think that was the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, that's just something that, this is a worldwide thing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is kind of different than I think any of us have ever experienced. So there has to be, and what I've realized through this process is the is that grace is very important in understanding that we all have different obligations and we have different feelings. Like Chris's obligation is to over 100 kids mm-hmm. at any given time. Mine is to 15, 20, 30. Yeah. So when you're running a program and you have that level of responsibility, you know what I mean, you want to keep guys active, you want to you know, keep things rolling. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in between on you know, a lot of things I chose to do because the reason being is like where I'm at now is I lost my continuity. And as a coach, I wanted that. Yeah. like you want that. When you, like I said, when you have it, you don't want to let it go. So now, I got guys scattered and grass is greener. Sometimes the opportunities are better. But I know who I am as a man and a coach. And, you know, um, with, more importantly, with my mother's situation, her having breast cancer and having a mastectomy and um, her also being diabetic... Her level of risk is so much higher than, yeah. you know, she's on that, you know, pr- like cusp of people where it's like if you get it, you're going to be belly down in the hospital, you okay. know, fighting for your life alone. And uh so you did that, the right that choice. woman means absolutely everything yeah. to me. So, yeah. you know, I made right. the right choice. Well, right choice, wrong choice really don't matter. I yeah. made a choice. Yeah. And um, now I'm back and, uh you know,
0: it's time to go to work. Exactly. So Respect. then... What made you uh What made you passionate about the game? You know, what I mean, and and what would you consider your uh, uh coaching style when you're on the court?
2: Um, <laughs> that's what made me passionate <laughs> about right, the right, game. Right, Saturday morning, baby. Right, hey. fair Jordan Miller. Perfect. I grew up. I grew up. You know, I was born in '85. I'm 35 years old. I grew up watching an era of basketball that will never be replaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not an outside. Shooting coach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. care, I don't yeah, care how that. many Steph Curry jerseys you Hey, shout out to Steph, I love you. All <laughs> right, care all right, how many uh jer- jerseys you got of his man. If you ain't shooting like that, then don't do it right because you'll be sitting next to me. <laughs> you know, so, um, I'm an energy coach, I'm absolutely uh, I've, I've identified that over the years. Um, guys play hard for me, girls play hard for me, players play hard for me because um, I'm extremely passionate and um. Whether it be the right lingo, whether it be X's nose, whether it be uh, just the tenacity, you know what I mean, that you play with, um, I'm, I'm all around, I'm, it's energy. So nice. if you know how to do something, I'm going to expect you to do it at a high level. If you don't know how to do something, I'm still going to expect you to do it at a high level. Right. And, I like that. Um, so um, a lot of the players that I've had in the past, I mean, I've got a lot of, like we, Mark and I were talking about before, i got a lot of girls that are playing at the college level. And um, I stay in contact with them, and I've got some some of the you know my, my uh, boy players that are playing at the college level. Nice. And uh, we stay in constant contact. And uh, for me, being a coach is about support, you know, throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was there with for you when you were in seventh grade. I'm going to be hitting you up when you're a sophomore or junior in college. Nice. You know, and, and if you I get like if you get to the pros, man, I just want some tickets. That's what we all want, right? Of course a couple, I... couple of tickets, baby. You know, exactly. A couple of jerseys, you know. <laughs> that don't hurt. I don't want a picture with magic. You know what I mean? A lot of good stuff.
0: Watching, um, watching the kind of you've been, you know, you've been assistant of mine on a few teams, but kind of watching the evolution of my teams, Um, why, you know, you coming in, to YBA as a coach and then kind of watching the evolution of the, uh, of the program. What, what, what's your overall assessment of it all? You know what I mean? What's your takeaway from it?
2: Um, again, it's about talent pool, you know, and Sacramento is a very, uh, it's a very weird place, um, for basketball. Uh, there's, it's like, you can't really name a lot of people who've come out of Sacramento, but it's like, man, there's been a lot of really great talent here, um, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It was just about like, you know, when the, when the Sacramento Kings are doing really well, Sacramento basketball is different, mm-hmm. at the, even at the lower levels and the high school levels. And that's just something that, unfortunately, as you know, AAU coaches and even high school coaches, it's just out of your control. Yeah, You can't determine what the pro team in your city is going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, no disrespect to Sacramento State, but that's not, you know what I mean, that's a very low-level college that even the local players don't aspire to go to. Mm-hmm. So they'll pass up on Sac State. You know, instead of making them a really dominant program, they'll pass up to go play at a D2 somewhere else, out of mm-hmm. state or out of area.
0: And Sac State's a, so,
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a D1. Yeah, Sac State's a D1. And it's, um, it's unfortunate. But as far as, you know, with uh, the evolution of the YBA program, I mean, I've known YBA for a very long time. YBA's been established for very long um, and had a couple of big names come through here. You know, fortunately, for any program, you can get a player to go to the pros. It really helps you, you yeah, know, I mean, establish. Yeah, um, all of the lower levels mm-hmm. so for me what I've I've always respected about any program is when you can get to the point where you're developing second and third grade level because mm-hmm. when you're doing that that means that everything else is already flowing Yeah. you know what I mean because most programs don't ever start that way No. because nobody's really intent Mm-hmm. I'm starting a program with some some badass third graders. Yeah. You know what You're I'm right. saying? Like, yo, like right. dope third graders but about to go tear the circuit up. <laughs> no, you know, like, to so, be patient. So you like, you know, that. most of the time it starts at a high school level and then mm-hmm. you build with you know I mean and then, and then sustainability. Yeah. Honestly, sustainability. And um who knows what direction things are gonna go. But uh I know where I'm at and you call somewhere home, you know, you you tend to like to, you know what I mean, keep home protected and Anybody who who has something else to you know, or some sort of uh, intent, you know, <laughs> they, can, they can see us on the floor, right? Right, right, right exactly.
0: Yeah. So, I um I wanted to talk more about too uh, your season last year with your uh, with your team. You know, like you said, where you guys had this stretch where you were undefeated and really grew because you were, you know, you came to a lot of um, the events that I was taking my boys to at yeah. the time and things like that. And so, you know, in it all kind of cultivated in that championship in your championship in reno right the jam on it uh tournament and you got that big championship and and that kind of capped all the growth and everything Mm -hmm. you had done i just wanted to talk about that run and you know what it feel like and what you know that success at the end like when you got there What, what was that like
2: well let's first talk about that uh freshman championship picture that i'm missing in cuz I had to sprint from your game to my game yeah, that's true I had to leave the, I need a game true. To go. So I said man I ain't going to be in the picture but I got to go get mine <laughs> so, that is true that is true yep um but no um yeah I run uh, like I said man it's just when you got a great group of uh kids you know I mean at that level you know 10 11 years old it's it's easy to mold kids at that age because it's it's a it's a belief system you know do you believe in what I'm saying you know, do you believe in the concepts we're talking about? You know, can you, can you grow within my system? You know, I mean, there's going to be coaches that are going to teach you this and teach you that and, you know, um, no disrespect, Mark, you know, but there's trainers that will tell your kid, you know, you need to be dropping 20 mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's like, hey, man, look, he's, that's not who he is for me, yeah. you know, and, and so you have these conflicts sometimes and, um, you know, you've got to deal with that adversity and you've got to be able to um, get them to understand that they have a role and that their role is important, and that's what our team was able to do. Uh, we had a couple of very dominant players um, that carried the load for us quite a bit, but then at the same time, we were able to develop the guys underneath. And now I see them, and they're starting to get taller, and you know they're starting to shed some of their baby fat. And it's yeah. like, you know, and I, I still go out and I support them. You know, unfortunately, because of my stepping away. I've lost what we, you know, what I was building, and um, I don't really call it a loss, even though I just said that. I don't really call it a loss. I just see it as uh, an expansion of their opportunities, and um, I communicate with my guys. I still communicate with them. I let them know, like we're family forever. Like what we did was something that will always mean something to me. I mean, we had shirts made to commemorate it. You know, Let's we go. celebrated that 22 and 0 at any level, and I've I've been 23 and 4. And I remember those four losses. Right. like I remember those. And only one of them was a championship loss, you know, unfortunately, when I was with the NorCal Spartans Mm -hmm. girls. My eighth grade girls were um, – shout out to Paisley Speck. Okay. uh, Plays at Folsom High School, and she's going to Idaho State. And uh, she was my rock, man. She was my rock. And another shout out to Alina Defon. Uh, who's at, at Antelope. She's a 4.0 student, architectural engineer. Nice. Runs with the Phil-AM, you know what I mean, uh, program, and Sean Chambers. And, uh, Splash for all of them. Yes, <laughs> man, yes a lot of love because those girls absolutely um, helped me develop uh, my love again. Like, not that I lost it, but they helped me, like, really, you know, gravitate. And coaching girls are so much different than coaching boys because you get on yeah. them and they lose their – cool you've got to build them up like five times you know what i mean you got to give them more you know love uh boys you can yell at them and then the next play it's like hey i'm a good rebound I'm gonna yeah get right back <laughs> running for right. you you know what i'm saying exactly. so it's it's a completely different game but um yeah so for that with uh that boys team that we have man they were just uh they bought in you know they bought in they they ended up loving each other and they ended up playing really really hard for each other um the i i will i will since we're talking about i'm gonna highlight one game Um, I lost my voice coaching with uh, one of your teams. Yeah, Um, probably. That was the game uh, that me and uh, Dez were coaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the parents were like, go get Chris. because we, we (laughs) I remember that. Chris was like a quarter away at the the event center in uh, Reno. I was coaching one of my uh, other teams. Man, and I'm like, you know, I felt so dumb. I'm going to be real with you. Because I had, you know, a parent, and we always, you know, I respect the parents. always respect the parents. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe more than most. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they were like, oh, go grab Chris. I think we were down, like, six to the Hoyas. And it was, you know, obviously, you know, it's was win and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, me and Dez, you know, and then you know, we, were, we were doing our thing, but the boys just weren't really playing hard, just be honest. And um, I went over to you, and you, you were... Killing it with your 17-U team. They were just blowing the team out. And you were like, what's the score? Uh, yeah. He was like, what's the score? I was like, (laughs) we're down six. He said, hey, man, get your ass out of here. Yeah, I told him. (laughs) We're down six. I said, I was
0: like, go go fucking win the game, bro. I ain't hearing that shit. I was like, get the hell out of here. I ran,
2: I ran back.
0: For real. I'm like, y'all gonna win that so shit. I ain't energy. worried about that. I mean, man, I came
2: back, I said, Hey, listen guy, you know, I'm you know, you know, uh expletive, expletive, expletive. And yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, we came out and I think we put the Hoyos away by like twelve. Yeah. You know, we yeah, turned, I told him the I always like, turn it around. This shit, you know? like,
0: <laughs> hey. See, I'm thinking he got like we're down sixty. I'm like, Oh yeah, well, shit, nah, we done, ain't yeah, no. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, six point man, I was like, go bro. was like, go win that shit, man. The
2: parents were like yeah. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> where's Chris? And me and Desmond, man. After that game, Des and I, man, we were like, "Yo, if we did that, yeah, you know that's what I mean? dope." But we that's dug dope. into their ass. You and... gotta believe in your coaches, yeah, man. Yeah, I believe yeah, in in, yeah. in him. So yeah, I'm like yeah. six. I'm like, bro, yeah, that's yeah. nothing. You'll you'll figure that out. So right, I just leave, I, I just leave it. I'm gonna leave it at this, man. Havoc
0: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly if you
2: want to know anything else we'll see you on Saturday and right Saturday. exactly <laughs> oh, it was Havoc there's so. a lot of
0: people who are yeah. listening to this show they know what that word Havoc yeah. means oh, yeah, and they absolutely. hate it every time I say it see, they hate me, they hate that fucking word for me
2: my presses are fire and flare yeah because yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm trying to burn yeah. it into I mean, you yeah, right, right. you right. feel like you know I mean yeah. burn like let's go you know, give it everything you got so those are my those are my names but I, you yeah. know Chaos and Havoc I'm with that yeah yeah so anyways what you were saying I'll get right back to it because it's kind of stuff I do I go off the chain Uh, (laughs) ran back man to that game um and we ended up winning the championship at Reno and that was very very special because of the way that it all you know things that went down um you know there was a coach here that I was assistant coaching with when Ken asked me to jump into the program and when I decided to take on that fifth grade team I said all right man well he says well you're gonna coach with another coach and you know you'll co-head coach and I'm like all right we'll see what that you know hey let's see if it works you know I thought it was working, and then there was some undercutting stuff that was going on, and seems like that is continuing to happen, and it's unfortunate, but, mm-hmm. you know, some people just, you know, old dogs don't learn new tricks, right? Yeah. So, um, very, very unfortunate, but what ended up coming from that was, you know, that departure led to me being able to have complete control, and then once I was able to have complete control of that program, then I knew who stayed, who bought in, who wanted to still, you know, put their trust in me, and I value parents, man. I, like I really do. Um, I value people who say, "I'm gonna give you a shot." Um, I work independently. I work for myself, so I'm constantly promoting myself. Yeah. I am I am my own business. Yeah. Anybody who lives in America, you better understand you are your own business. Mm-hmm. So whatever whoever you work for, you better go do something else because you are your own business from birth. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that opportunity came, and I just took advantage of it, man. And I had a, a, a extreme support from you, um, your support from other coaches within the program. Adam Mujididi, shout out to him. I've known yeah. him since we went to Foothill together. Um, we've, You know, we when we were in Reno, actually, we connected, and he was like, hey, man, I just want to tell you, man, I was sitting there watching your game. He said, man, I'm extremely proud of you, man. Like, those boys, like, they play their asses um, off. Like, that's extremely – he's like, as, from a program standpoint, man, I'm so happy to see, I'm so happy to see that. Because we feed into each other, you know, Mm -hmm. we build up and feed into each other. And even though I like to keep my teams that I'm building, it's understandable. You know, there's other opportunities for kids and I want them to, you know, do what's best for them, you know, and it's hard letting kids go. And I know, Chris, you know, when you coach at a very high level, you end up, you know, it's like kind of what you're, you're. Like you're kind of working against yourself, you yeah. know what I mean. You're like, "Damn, mm-hmm. this kid's gonna get, you know, he's gonna get so much exposure that man, yeah. somebody else is gonna snatch him." And I hope they just don't sit him on the bench. Yeah, that's all you can really hope for is that uh-huh. you didn't just take him for no reason. I hope you really highlight my guy. Yeah, because yeah. if you weren't, I will. And those opportunities, you know, what I mean, and parents and you know, they, they get get. Uh, you
0: see that high school level. Yeah. I deal with that shit it's all crazy. the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and it just is what it is. Yeah, I um want to go to current events, uh. The, well, let's talk NBA a little bit. It's the All-Star Weekend, right? That, mm. That's a good deal. I I mean, I'll get your guys' thoughts on it. I personally didn't think they should even have an All-Star Weekend. I know. That's I just agree. me. I don't yeah, know what y'all I, think. For sure. I agree. I money. It's yeah. all about money. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like, it is. I'm like, you can't have any fans. Do they have any fans? I don't know. I don't if, think so. If, uh, if they would I have mean, had in Texas, they could well, have no. Fans.
2: I mean, Georgia's George a Republican state. I'm pretty sure they
1: got people in Texas. A defense. little bit,
0: but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I felt like. They just shouldn't even have it. You know well, what even, I mean?
1: Even LeBron was talking about like he was pretty pissed about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was very vocal about it. So, you know, if the best player in in the league is talking about, you know, he don't want to do it or he doesn't of course he's st- it's still his job. He gotta yeah. show up, yeah. but obligations, he was not, obligations. Yeah, yeah. just give him the weekend off. I yeah, mean, honestly. Yeah. Just my okay. my give thing, I'm off. I'm curious to see if is after all-star weekend are they gonna still give them a couple more days though especially the players who've been playing like LeBron who's been playing since the championship yeah are yeah. they gonna still give them some time to uh, uh take a break because they're gonna be some DMPs <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah Oh, when yeah. They come oh yeah
0: you're right <laughs> I mean they should I I don't know the and the other takeaway I want to just just because I uh, a youtuber that I like uh, that I listen to uh basketball and, uh, analytics guy um, mm-hmm. Rusty buckets. Uh, he, he brought this up and it was just pretty funny and it was actually dead on this year has been so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't predict. I, I mean, go look at any the from the top down the Stephen A. Smith's the Skip Bayliss's, mm-hmm. the Shannon Sharps all the way down to the YouTubers mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. the other podcast people. If you can find one guy, and I challenge anybody who's listening: to this, if you can find me one guy who was seventy percent correct of everything that was going to happen this season. Hmm. Like, I'll give you a hundred dollars because everything is so fucking thrown yeah. off. Like, yeah. I'm a gambler. You, I you, put ten grand on that, bro. You, and I'm <laughs> telling you, you can't. You can't find it because, yeah. I mean, for one, no one thought the Knicks would be as relevant as they are. Yeah. Two, fucking Chicago is mm-hmm. what number six or five or mm-hmm. something? But mm-hmm. then again, the East is the, like outside of the nets mm-hmm. the east it's talent east. level is so <laughs> yeah. but i mean it's worse than it's yeah, ever been like right, yeah. i think again i think the bulls might be like 17 and mm-hmm. 14 yeah and they're number 5 yeah. yeah you put them in the west they're number 11 like yeah. that's fucking drastically I different
2: mean, honestly it's always been that way since I mean, like, probably the early 2000s has been that way. To a degree, know? but to, not, yeah, like, not this. like this. This is yeah, just, yeah. I mean,
0: like, even this, you know, there's, I saw, I saw a lot of uh podcast or a lot of sports, I listened to a lot of sportscasts and YouTube people have been talking about this. Is Miami a fluke? Mm. Right? That's the big, they're like, is, was that Miami shit a fluke? Because mm. if you look at them this year, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't even I mean. think they're, are they ten. Maybe I, uh, I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. bad, bro. I mean, it's so I, weird.
2: I'll tell you this: I'm having a conversation with my oldest son KJ on the way home the other night. And he's talking about Phoenix. Yeah, and Phoenix. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, they're doing they're, number, together, they're number. They're number two since Booker came. <laughs> back. Jazz is number since one. Booker like came what? Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean like, what? It, I I told him I was like, look, they're. They're a good team. But mm-hmm. They're not championship contenders. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the that's the just the reality. And of course that you're the playoffs is different. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know. I'm just
0: saying the regular season has it Well you got if you go by the anal- uh, analytics yeah. to what it actually has manifested into, it's so strange. Well, it's let, so let,
2: Let's just uh let's you know, let's say you guys do this every day mm-hmm. and you're talking about it, you're gonna have the same problem is all the, the top analytic, you know, are, are, uh, top that, you know, guys doing doing every day. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, is how are you going to tell when somebody broke COVID protocol? Yeah. That's not like seeing a guy get injured the night before and being like, ooh, mm-hmm. that ankle don't look. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, he was yeah. icing that in the third. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. completely different. Like, yeah. um, and like I said, as a, as a parlay gambler, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's like, you have to pay attention now yeah. to, uh, well, who's out? Because, yeah. you know, like Kyrie yeah Ky- yeah kyrie as far as like people who gamble on the nets mm-hmm. has completely thrown them mm-hmm. because there's days where it's like he's playing he's mm-hmm. not playing mm-hmm. and then you got like these these you know different protocols or mm-hmm. people somebody broke protocol and now they're quarantined mm-hmm. or now they can't yeah, play. That's true. this is something that is unprecedented and uh and and the reason why i speak on that as from a gambling perspective mm-hmm. not like i'm in vegas or anything but mm-hmm. you know when i speak because it's hard to take that into consideration yeah. when you're not used to it. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time as a country and like as hoopers and coaches, mm-hmm. like we're all trying to move mm-hmm. past it. Mm-hmm. So we forget that that's still relevant. Well, and I mean, they're it's, playing it's,
0: in, they're playing in empty arenas for the most part too. I mean, for not the everyone, and not that's everyone. That's another part. That's, that's another, another variable big part
2: too. of it is there are arenas they got that allow in people yeah. in it. And now yeah. that's different. Like when you watch the Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors, mm-hmm. there's nobody in there. Yeah. Because yeah. California is yeah. you know yeah. California's fifth in the world in GDP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We that's don't crazy. get you know, so like people I'm not a Gavin Newsom promoter mm-hmm. or anything, but like mm-hmm. when you look at that, like you have to be yeah. understanding that, like man we that as an economy yeah. to hell with sports as an economy we got to survive yeah. as an economy first. Yeah. So that's yeah. why California's lockdown has been so yeah. over the top because it's like we produce more than the you know yeah. the rest of the other 49 50 states. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to that it's like okay yeah the protocols are higher but there's for there's there's got to be reason. Yeah. You know what I mean and the reasons are right. So but when you go to an arena and they do allow x amount of fans that's a different Mm-hmm. That's, That's a you know, and most of the time when there's a small amount of fans, there none of them are away fans. Yeah, like as a Kings fan, you go to a Kings game. There's in a Kings lakers game. Half the stadium is Lakers. Yeah, you go to a Kings Warrior game. Half the stadium is Warriors. So yeah. you kind of have that split. But now yeah. you have you, you for like a Kings Lakers Warriors. You go out of you know state and play against somebody else that allows fans in. Those are probably ninety five percent though that team's fans. So you're getting zero mm-hmm. cheers. Yeah. That's got to do something to their psychological. It just
0: has to, what, you know. What, what about I mean? you, Mark? What do you think?
1: Well, well I was going to say. Gonna no, go excu- no excuse, by the way. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, it's yeah. something
2: that they, these players have never gone through.
1: Well, one yeah. thing that kind of off topic that I feel like should have been the first thing we kind of said is. Blake Griffin is playing with the Nets. Did you got? He got signed with he the Nets. Get signed, he did. He yeah. did. I heard. I heard, I heard yeah. that was a rumor. I didn't know if he actually got it's signed. It's official. Wow. I, 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 I,
0: yeah. I, I, man, I, so Blake I, Griffin to the Nets. <laughs> Wow. Yo, Sorry,
2: Mark. I
1: hate the Lakers. Hey. But look, dude, <laughs> <laughs> He should have went to the Lakers. And <laughs> I, I, think, I, I, think I thought the Lakers were interested. No, it was, yeah. it was the Lakers. It was Brooklyn, 76ers, and Atlanta was in the playoff match. team. But does that yeah. mean
0: Blake will play like Blake of old? I don't know. No, we'll because see. he's
1: not going to get that role. He's going to well, be 12 and 5. He's, he's going to be spotting up and shooting now. Yeah. I feel like. But he's that.
0: not consistent enough of a three-point shooter. Not to say he can't yeah. knock down a shot, His but he's not. gone down. But
2: I was listening to I was listening to Michael Wilbon on, uh, on, on the, you know, I can't mm-hmm. remember the damn name. of the Interruption. Pardon in the Interruption. Yeah. And I haven't watched that in a long time, to be yeah. honest with I just absolutely was at home mm-hmm. having a day nap because mm-hmm. I was exhausted from the day before. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there watching uh, Cactus League Baseball and I flip over and, you know, it's PTI and they were talking about Blake. Like, mm-hmm. is he done? Like, because mm-hmm. you got Derek Rose yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. reviving his, you know, and yeah. going to New York was yeah. huge for him yeah. and I, and I follow Derek on Instagram. And I, I've, I mean, I've, I've always felt bad. He's like Derrick Rose is the Bo Jackson of the NBA. Mm. If he didn't get hurt when he you know, oh, the way yeah. he did, you know, in yeah. those playoffs, man, they would. I, yeah. I'm, I Him and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They would have won a chance. Not him and Jimmy. I'm so sorry. Him and um. Who? Oh man. Who, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim and the well, other Lou the rim runner. They had Luau at the same they, time. Yeah, that was
0: that was it Butler, was a, Dang, uh yeah. Caron, um, not
2: Karan Butler. Um. Don't know. Oh, Jimmy Bubble. T- oh, Taj yeah, Gibson. Oh, yeah. Taj Gibson. Yeah. Taj Gibson. Yeah. Shout out to Taj Gibson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, but when they had that squad, man, I'm I'm just saying he was, you know, so mm-hmm. he revived his career. Yeah. Carmelo, that's what they yeah. were talking about. This is what mm-hmm. Will Bond and we're talking about. Yeah. Like Carmelo went to Portland, kind of revived his, mm-hmm. so why not Blake? Yeah. So we'll see. But Possible. my opinion like is still going to be 12 and 5 it's just that 12 and 5 is going to be more relevant now yeah exactly you know what i mean yeah. cuz that's what's needed like yeah. he's not going to do more than that for brooklyn mm-hmm. maybe on other nights mm-hmm. but they're not going to expect him to but in detroit he needed to be a 22 and 10 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now in brooklyn or anywhere else he's just it's just you know yeah you're coming to the end of your career the oh, you have to accept had, another he had middle. injury,
0: back injuries, knee yeah. injuries, and the athleticism is, you know, one yeah. of the first I mean, things he was to fade.
2: But he was one of the most explosive players yeah. for about four or five yeah, yeah. years. He you was, know what I mean? He was
0: great during the Clippers' live city time. He was mm-hmm. great. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. So, I mean. We won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, they, like I said, the NBA landscape is just weird. So, yeah. I just wanted to touch base on that a little bit. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about uh, was mainly Mark with you. You uh, You've you've now been in the AAU game been
1: a for, a months, been for a few months. Been a month, yeah. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, welcome to the club. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I know. We talked about
0: and we'll, we'll talk about the Matt Barnes incident in a little bit. Yeah, the Matt Barnes Elite incident because uh, yeah. obviously you were there. I yeah. just I just heard about it and yeah. And uh, just in case people are wondering or listening, yeah, uh, Dwayne from Matt Barnes Elite, the director said he will definitely be on the show next Sunday. He literally text me himself and hit me up and said yeah I need to I need to speak on my side of things I said okay come sit in the hot <laughs> seat bro because we got a lot of questions and uh yeah. you yeah you know me we don't pull punches on this show so <laughs> <laughs> get ready to answer them but I wanted to talk about kind of your takeaway so far with everything and man I've,
1: I've, I've been waiting for this episode <laughs> I've been you know like what I saying? said thank you guys <laughs> yeah yeah it's been um like Everything, everything like leading up to when we finally, when I finally made the decision to jump into it and everything that I used to always just hear you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, oh, hell no, nah. no, nah, fuck <laughs> that, nah, I'm, I'm good with the training. Like, I know exactly what you're talking now, about. No, no, yeah. makes hell sense. Because espe- yeah. especially as a, as a former player, as a competitor, the, and there's already been games where I'm like, man, where are in my shoes in my car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm like, you I'm give, like, you <laughs> like, bro. Yeah, like. you got you got you got the some, not all coaches, yeah. you got some coaches who be talking they shit. Talk shit yeah. and you're yeah. like, bro. Like, I, I would, just tell them yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. Like You'd the, be
0: like, I, I will cook your yeah, ass like, man. in front of your team. Yeah. Like. and it's
1: like it's indirect as yes. you know? hell, <laughs> And then you and then you hear you hear the parents. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, like, of course, it's different when I'm training because it's it's just me and the player or players. The parents are in the car. or They drop them off. Yeah. Yeah. Now now they're there. You know, especially with me, what I've learned is, and I've already talked to my players and I've talked to my parents that the the minutes for me, for me, the minutes are going to be about the productivity. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Not just in the game, but, you know, especially for me, since I trained during the week, I tell all my parents, all my players, like, all right, ain't going to be no favoritism, ain't going to be no politics. I'm keeping track of how you perform during the week while we train. If you go on two for 10 and, and shooting drills, I'm probably not going to have any plays for you to shoot because yeah. you still aren't there yet. You know it's what I'm saying? It's, it's a confidence thing. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah.
2: You're, you're high school level only, right? Yeah, 16, yeah, I have a 16, So that's, that's everything at that point is performance. Yes. It's all yes, performance. Based. Yeah, So yeah. parents at this point should understand that and be willing to accept that. Yeah, yeah. Whether they do or not is, your, yeah. that's your problem.
1: Exactly. But, but that's <laughs> the thing that I'm learning now is like, it, it's crazy because, you know, like, if, if I want to take a player out, you know, because of course, now I'm in that competitive mode, mm. you know, because yes, I even though I keep telling myself this is a development thing, it still is. But like I said, as a competitor, you know you look at the scoreboard. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. ah, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I got I got to put so and so in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's the battle that it's I've, a balancing act. Yeah, yeah. It's a balancing act. So it's it's I've, to, I won't lie, like I've I've enjoyed it after the games are over. You know, during the games, I won't lie, like it's it's a it's a different type of feeling of stress. <laughs> oh, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah.
3: When
2: I, like I, I just jump in when I coach uh, when I coach Chris's. Uh, 16 U team, yeah, and there's a huge level of trust there, and we talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. I, so I want to chime yeah. in on that because yeah. we had a really detailed conversation yeah. about that. Um, it's not just a level of trust within that one game, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually talking to Elijah one about this earlier. Is that it's not about um, we're speaking about coaches and mm-hmm. their etiquette mm-hmm. and like what's expected, mm-hmm. and when you know. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'm a better assistant coach than mm-hmm. I'm a head coach. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem saying that. Mm-hmm. But I've had more experience as an assistant coach. Yeah. So I understand, like, hey, I, I need to know what the foul count is. I need to know who's in foul trouble for my team and the other team. I yeah. need to know what the timeouts are. Yeah. I need to be able to give this to my head coach when he needs it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to give him information that he doesn't need. I don't, yeah. need, to, I don't need to interrupt mm-hmm. when he's, you know, discussing something with the, with the boys in a timeout mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on the floor. So there's there's an an ad, adaptation that yeah. you have to have, yeah. you know what I mean? And that ultimately makes you a better head coach. Yeah. Because you know when to reserve, yeah. you know when to push forward, you know mm-hmm. when your voice is needed mm-hmm. and you know, you know what I'm saying, whether you're not you're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's like the trust level that Chris has in me Yeah. and I've had other head coaches, you know, having me mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, it's like, "Hey, I don't just trust you with this game." It's not about just this, this game. I trust yeah. you the way you deal with the parents. Yeah. I trust the way that the boys react to you, yeah. or the girls for that matter, the players in, mm-hmm. in, in general. Mm-hmm. I trust that they're gonna listen to you and respect you the yeah. way they would respect me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it's like there's there's times where you question yourself as a coach, mm-hmm. it, and that's the what's your, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's what every coach yeah. does. And if yeah. you're not questioning yourself, you know, yeah. I mean, when you make a bad when I tell you to run a play and that fails, mm-hmm. I'm not going to own that right there yeah, in the middle yeah, of the yeah. game. Yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But after the game, if we lose, I'm going to tell you, hey, yeah. listen, man, that's that's my, you know, that was on me. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's that's what is respectable yeah. to everybody. Yeah. And that's what gains respect from somebody who's yeah. coaching at a high level and mm-hmm. who has expectations for individual players and for their team results. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something I'll tell you. There's two things I always tell my players, and we did talk about this a little bit Um I coach my players to play five quarters. Mm-hmm. Be ready for overtime. I like that. Because if it's a battle, I need you to be ready to mm-hmm. go when they're not. Mm-hmm. When they think it was over and we made it go to overtime or when we thought it was over and they brought it mm-hmm. to an overtime, we need to be able to mm-hmm. have that fifth gear. Yeah. And the second thing is, is my job is not to win the game. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach. I'm not on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why like what you yeah, just said, yeah, I'm gonna go get my yeah, shoes. Like yeah, I'm gonna yeah, put yeah, these on. Yeah, don't, but don't, you know, yeah. Like I told Mo, Dom, and Eli earlier. I said, <laughs> you know, they're talking about, the, you know, I said, Man, I'll shave. <laughs> but they're not gonna believe it with the <laughs> hair on my leg. I said, they're not gonna believe it with all this hair on my legs. Yeah. So that's what me and Dom got right, into right, that right. all that bald spots on Dom said, hey Dom, <laughs> yeah. you got bald spots on your thighs. I right. love you know. <laughs> and he listens <laughs> so, to the show, so that'd Yeah, be good. I know I love you, Dom. Um but, yeah, my job is not to win the game. Yeah. My job as a coach is to help you not lose it. Yeah. So when there are situations where you're making mistakes, you got to trust that I'm telling you something mm-hmm. that's of value. Yeah. I see something on the court that you don't. hmm And if you trust me enough, you'll believe that what I'm saying to Mm -hmm. you is real and you'll Mm -hmm. make that adjustment it will improve either yourself in that game or it'll improve you in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes kids coachable is whether or not, I mean, coachable kids are the ones that say, Mm -hmm. all right, coach, I believe what you're telling me. And when I go back in, I'm going to make that adjustment. Yeah. And that's what separates kids. And that's what those are the kids yeah. that make it to the next level. And yeah. I know Chris says that to the boys all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. look, man, this is what, you know, colleges and top level high schools are looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how you adapt, how you adjust, what's your body language? Yeah. You know, so one,
1: one question I kind of want to ask. So I'm not going to say this person's name. You know, so I'll <laughs> tell you later after. Show, yeah, so that's sorry. fine. That's fine. But so I want to ask you guys this question, which. I feel in my heart, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. But I remember, I think it was the first week or second week that I started. We played 1440. Mm. We was getting our We were getting blown out by like 30. I won't hmm. lie. It was kind of embarrassing knowing, okay, you know, like all oh, like I could hear parents like, oh, that's GGT. They got an AU team now. And I'm like, fuck, you know, we getting killed. And the it's jerseys like, are dope. Yeah, yeah. You know what so i was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? We out here looking fresh. You we gotta live killed. up to the jerseys now. Yeah. So I remember, so this day I remember we got killed. We got they blew up, they blew us out by 30. And so and so DM me, was like, bro. Like yo, man, like you can't be losing like that in AAU games. Like yo, you need to you need to go because a lot of my kids are like sixteen. So, yeah. but for me, it's not about that. For me, it's like I'm trying to the way we train, the way I talk to them is like y'all trying to get to the next level. I'm not gonna play down, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then I had this dude hit me up talking about like, yo, like you got to win games first. Yes. you got to start from the bottom. Like like you got you know you the parents like the parents aren't paying you can't be losing like that. Duh, duh, duh. You got to think about the brand. Da da da. And I was like, what the like what like. <laughs> At first, at first, I was kind of like, does he have a point? But I was like, no, this isn't why I'm doing this. Yeah. The following week, I remember we prepared for that week. We played for, I, re, I don't know, I requested, you know, to play 1440 again. There you, you go. Know, I hit up OJ, Another you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I wanted to see what the boys would do. I yeah. wanted to see if they were going to respond. Or they respond, for sure. We came back and... And I don't know, I just heard rumors, and I know we bought that life. You know, I heard I heard that you know, 1440 didn't want to play us again because they thought that we sucked. That's what I heard from the referees. They told the parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. They said they, they were kind of mad that they had to play us again. So, Sacramento basketball. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I heard from one of the parents. And so the referees let us, from what I heard, the referees let us play. Okay. So... We ended up winning by 20. There you go. We ended up winning, but that was also the same thing. We ended up playing y'all, y'all whooped up our ass. But yeah, but yeah
0: we, we, were, we <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up, but we, won, we, we, he ended up playing against me. And I was there, man. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I saw know, it, but I wasn't there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was like, okay, we won the 1440. Like, damn, right, we got <laughs> to play Chris next in the championship. You know what I'm saying? then they whooped our asses, you know what I'm saying? But,
0: but but we ain't talking shit or nothing. It's yeah, all competitive. You know, it's all story, basketball. Yeah, yeah yes. know,
1: that's family business. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I wanted to go back to that person who reached out to me was like, yo, like, what do you like? So what did you guys input about that? Because like I said, me, I, I I stay strong. It's like, nah, bro, I know what I'm doing. This is for the long term. This is the bigger picture. What are you guys in? Because you guys have been doing this longer than me. Like, well, you want to jump in first. Y-
0: or you want me to jump in? All right, I, I got it. To, to answer your question, it just depends. Mm-hmm. To me, it's two two things that I decided. One, what grade are they and what level are they at, okay. right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to have the same approach if my team is like a fifth-grade D team, yeah, right? yeah. yeah like yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you, like yeah. the 16U team with mm-hmm. Jaden and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. They started out as a fifth, sixth-grade D team. Mm, okay. and now look at them They're yeah. to me again i always say it and i will always vocalize until one of you guys come out here and beat us um with actual sophomores because the only teams yeah. that have ever beaten us are fucking 20 year olds and 19 year olds <laughs> yeah. and and i got the receipt so don't yeah. even try me because y'all know who <laughs> yeah. you are yeah. so uh high but, school diploma yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. my actual but a true sophomore team has not beaten us in months yeah. and you know, to uh, for my sixteen, year to be the most dominant yeah. NorCal team yeah. at the sophomore level, mm-hmm. it took time, right? It took years, 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 an investment. He cut, he yeah. was there to witness the process, right? Mm-hmm. So,
2: and the last two years have been very yeah, pivotal exactly. in that growth. So, and their, their expectations of themselves,
0: right? So, it's like okay, that that's one side of it, or one answer question got answer. Okay, what grade? Where are we? What's our starting point basically? Where yeah. are we starting? Yeah. And then two, okay if you're starting with high school level, well then then we have to figure out what's the objective. That's mm, the yeah. the second part, to the subset to that question. Is the objective I'm trying to get these boys ready mm-hmm. for when they're in a college showcase and they're ready mm-hmm. to go because at some point they have to play yeah. their own grade, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you, like you say, you got a group of like basically, mm-hmm. let's say some 15, 16 mm-hmm. U, but you play them up in 17 U mm-hmm. as far as core side and hardwood, that for the development side, yeah. that's the best thing to do. That okay. absolutely yeah. is the best thing to do. And that's yeah. how I would approach it. I would tell yeah. my parents that. Yeah. I, am, I would say I am preparing them for when we go to this college showcase in Arizona and they're playing mm-hmm. their actual class, they'll be better prepared for yeah, it. Wow. Right. So they're going to be
2: bigger bodies, mm-hmm. better talent, taller, mm-hmm. stronger guys. But if
0: your objective, at least, because again, you have to be clear of your objective. Your objective, at least, let's just say, for the first month or two is we want to establish the program as a legit program and who we are, mm-hmm. then I say, yes, play your own class, mm-hmm. maybe playing your own quote unquote level. Like, let's mm-hmm. say you're a, a, let's say you're a really tough division two, fifteen mm-hmm. 15U team. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll play division, you division two, fifteen 15, you beat the shit out of those kids. Then go 15U division one, beat the shit out of those mm-hmm. kids. Now you've established okay. your position. Now you can just play up and play up yeah, and develop yeah, yeah, and develop. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, for instance, my 16U, yeah, We've beaten all challengers at this point. Yeah. So we're no longer playing 16U. That, yeah. that 16U, even Elijah once said, yeah. he said, I am not putting your guys 16U <laughs> unless yeah. there's somebody – a team that's like we've never heard of that's super strong, there. and they're yeah. staying
2: at their own level. Yeah, we're yeah.
0: going to. I'm going to always put that 16U group at 17U Division Two or One, okay, and because well, my, it's necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know I mean? it's, because, again, you've seen that 16U in yeah, action. Yeah. What benefit do they get of beating the same 16U teams <laughs> yeah. over and over again? I, of course, those teams want to play us, they want to yeah, continue to play us. I get he gets messages all the time about we want to play Collins team, we want to play Collins yeah. team, yeah. but yeah. it's like I've beaten you five times, <laughs> yeah. In that I don't sense, what's too- more. Or is there to the prove. When
2: yeah. you're playing local teams like that too as well, you have to be very careful of um like I tell the boys all the time as an assistant coach at that level when we're playing up, I always tell the guys when things start getting ugly, I tell them protect your body. Mm. Like cuz this is a game mm-hmm. and you have you have true potential. Yeah. Protect your body. Mm-hmm. Cuz these guys are they're mad. Yeah. You've been beating them down. Mm. They want to take your legs out. Mm-hmm. Now they're pat, they, you know, they're Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not even, yeah. you know, yeah. they're not worried about winning the game. No more, yeah, they're, yeah, my, they're yeah. more about, well, I took their best player out. And mm-hmm. I think like a lot, he's a quarterback. One, well, I think yeah. a lot
0: of that and a lot of that pressure too comes from just this culture of, you know, we have to be the best. We, uh, yeah. That that kid, how do you letting that kid get better than you? He used yeah. to yeah. used to be. You know, I heard, I hear parents say that about my group all the time, especially mm-hmm. the sixteen. You, they'll say. You know how are you letting Jaden beat you or Matt beat you? You were better than them in sixth, seventh grade. They weren't shit. Oh, we you were better than them. Yeah, we heard that, that last Friday. Yeah, we heard really? that all the time. Funny. You you yeah, were we better. Were, hey, how are you letting we were them beat you? Some
2: guys that are already uh, you know post grad. Yeah, post-grad, yeah. yeah they already yeah. graduated yeah. high school. Big boys. Wow. And, and and I'll be honest, my son went up against the, you know on a he got a great mid court steal in the press. Then went yeah. up and dude was six. He told me on the way home. He's like, D- daddy, that dude's six, three, two, 20. I said, you better draw a contact. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That yeah. scoop layup shit ain't going to yeah. work, dog. And, and, like, and draw contact. But he was I'm a saying. monster. He I was. told him, I said, hey, man, look, dude, I'd be real to i 35. I might have scooped that shit. To the <laughs> <point."> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to tell these dudes. Like,
0: yeah. like yeah. man, that that's what it is, you know. Yeah. So it, I, for you to answer your question mainly, it's just if you have a clear objective and a clear path, Display, you know, vocalize it to your parents. Mm. If they really, you know, if their if their objective matches with yours, you'll be fine. If yeah, there's okay. conflicts, then yeah. it might not might not be a good fit. If like first first
2: off, too, you know, we're here for you. Yeah, no, uh, no, nah, for know, sure. Competition be, competition be what it is. We're yeah, all still family. Yeah, um yeah. I, I tell you, like in my my opinion, you know, even with my younger guys, winning is the best recruiting tool. Mm. So if you're in a heavy recruiting phase of your program, then, yeah, winning is a good thing because, you know, you can exemplify that, hey, we go out and we get Ws and we're successful because it's not about particular wins. Mm -hmm. It's not about one program that you Mm -hmm. make. Like I've got in my mind, I've got, you know, uh, rivals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's me and the other coach. Yeah. It's like I don't want to lose to this dude. I yeah, don't really yeah, respect yeah. this dude. I think mm-hmm. this dude is kind of you know he's about mm-hmm. some shady stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know no names being thrown out yeah. there, but it's yeah. like you know you know who you are and you yeah. know what I mean and, and when I see you, you know what I mean yeah. you know what it is yeah. and that's so and and you being you know green in this. Mm-hmm. You'll start to develop that, and I think you've mm-hmm. already Hell throwing yeah. it out there. <laughs> you're
1: like, oh, got man, your, I can already see it. You've got it your I can first Bible, fourteen forty. You know and where
0: so, we're at. You and know it's know. always some of these so, parents know. that you look at, like yeah. you never yeah. played hoop a day yeah. in your yeah. motherfucking that's life. Why, like hey, listen, you know, be honest
2: with you, that's yeah. why my girl gets mad at me because yeah. I'm like. Babe, I can't sit over there with you. <laughs> you know exactly. Like, I got to sit next to Collins yeah. because yeah. it's where I belong. You're going to yeah. you're gonna and, um, hear too much and just be like, what? What? Well, yeah. it's like, man, I can't. Like, you end up not being able to have conversation yeah. in the middle of a game because yeah. you know, like, I see things so much differently. Yeah. And it's not that people don't have the right to feel the way they feel or see the yeah, things yeah, the way yeah, they yeah. see them. It's just that you know yeah. I have a different intellect for this. I have yeah, a different yeah, mind yeah, for this. Yeah. So um, my answer to that question is mm-hmm. that, you're starting out. this is what I was saying mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. It's like um, before the podcast, the yeah. podcast before the podcast was yeah. me and Mark are going to yeah, start yeah. on our own here. That's fine. That's <laughs> perfect. You know I can, I can <laughs> yeah. use the break <laughs> <Right>. shit. <laughs> You've been off for a month, bro. <laughs> but um, no, it's like, you know, you had, we talked about YBA. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you know, when you got, you're able to have second and third grade teams, mm-hmm. that's when you're a program. Okay. Other than that, you're mm-hmm. a team yeah and there's yeah. no disrespect to that yeah because yeah. and then and there's another part of this is that you're a coach slash trainer yeah chris is a coach slash trainer mm-hmm. he's actually a trainer slash coach mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what i mean for me i'm a coach mm-hmm. i've trained yeah. i've done one-on-one trainings i mm-hmm. can train any day of the week yeah i don't have business wise and family wise i don't have the time for it yeah you know what i mean and, and it's something where it's like that changes perspective from parents yeah because when you're training the kid and you're coaching the kid, the mm-hmm. expectation level now goes way up. Yeah. Here because yeah. I need to see what I'm paying you for for training yeah. and I'm paying for, for this team. Yeah. I need to see it translate to the court. Yeah. Because yeah. this ultimately for parents is an investment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether or not I mm-hmm. get paid or anybody gets paid, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Which is a totally yeah. different story. We'll talk yeah. about that in another podcast. Yeah. Um, is that there's an expectation no matter what? Yeah. And development is the key. Yeah. So if you're developing guys, whether or not you're getting your ass whooped or mm-hmm. not, doesn't make any damn difference. Yeah. If guys are developing, and like I said, I, I mm-hmm. you know shout out to my boy Sean Chambers, I love mm-hmm. you to death with JBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I send girls there, and I love Coach Shaw. Yeah. Like Shaw is my guy, and I send girls to to Chambers because mm-hmm. he sends them to college. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. Parents are putting their money up; it's an yeah. investment. You know what I mean? And the reason, you know what I mean, the the, the greatest benefit I ever get from coaching is that my son gets to kind of, like, walk through these opportunities without feeling like this, like, you know, my my parents put out all this money. Yeah. But I'll give my time to a program. Mm -hmm. And I'll give my expertise and I'll give my love and my passion for this game in exchange, you know what I mean? And yeah. Chris has always been like, you know, told, and I make sure that, you know what I mean? Like just on some real shit, like I make sure that we, when I eat, he eats. Yeah, Like we're family. Yeah. If You working with me and I'm working with you. We yeah. eat, we eat together. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, that. but it's development. Yeah. And if that's what you're doing yeah. to hell with everybody else. Thanks. Yeah. Development Period. first. And, and development stay focused. First.
0: So, yeah. and then, well, just a quick skim through, cause we're going to skim through a few things and get to the more meat of more conversations. But, um, yeah, but with the whole Matt Barnes incident, what 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 parts did you see? Because I bro. I got told a lot. So of I, it. I'm curious to your part. Like I
1: was telling him,
0: you know. Funny enough, Matt, I've, and just a side note of that, Matt Barnes mm-hmm. um, himself almost got into a fight that same weekend yeah, at a bro, tournament yeah. in L.A. In LA yeah. He tried to fight uh, the coaches and directors from Seattle Rotary. Yep. Yeah, I guess bro. they were talking. That's an EYBL team. I guess they were. I, I, I again, I'm just catching yeah, bits and pieces yeah. of the story. Yeah. This is allegedly. This is not. Nobody said I, I have this no evidence or anything. News. This is all here. This is all hearsay. <laughs> but again, yeah. I heard the Seattle Rotary was coach was talking shit, and they were winning by twelve. Matt Barnes' team came back. They they won. This is the team with his boy, with his twin, twin sons guy. on it. Okay. okay. Um, he was uh, uh talking uh, you know, it got pretty intense. Uh, Matt was like, hey. Like, I'm gonna take you outside and beat your ass and talk to his homies. <laughs> like, I'm gonna beat your ass. So that same weekend was the same incident wow, that you saw.
1: Wow. No, like, so we were playing, this was last weekend, and this just like and this was my first time. I always hear the stories from you. Like
0: courtside basketball. <laughs> and yes. we, and
1: we were we were on court too. The incident happened in court one. Mm-hmm. We were about to the warm main up. Court. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were warming up and then you just see everybody just Walk into the court and screaming. Remember, like, and this is art. My and which I I got mad at my guys. Like they stopped because they were distracted. Yeah, yeah. Everybody stopped. Yeah. hard not to be in. A small and the first thing, like yeah. And, and like I said, I know we're gonna have uh, the director last week, but I'm just saying what I saw. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying say what your version. All you I saw. see is the referee. You know what I'm saying? And this was in the middle of the game. He didn't want to have any beef, or he didn't want to, you know, whatever call was called. He walked off the court to go away. <laughs> he went into the bathroom. Shit break the coach <laughs> followed him to the bathroom <laughs> followed him to, to the bathroom. he was like duh, 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 talking and so the other ref tried to get his back oj came they all went in the bathroom
0: damn i politics. was waiting
1: yeah 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 and then like 30 seconds later they all walk out of the bathroom he Perfect. walks out the referee they were still talking duh, duh, duh. they did like i said the game was still going on i'm surprised they didn't even stop the game they kept the game going wow and then one they rest. played. And then after that, the game was over. Then that's when the fight broke loose. Hey. And that's when you just see slippers and, and, and <laughs> parents. And and then, and then, of course, in my little group, this is how crazy it was. My group chat, because I have a group chat with all my GGT guys. One of the players had it and showed it to all of us. I was like, you weren't even at the game. Like, <laughs> like, like, like where did you, like, where'd you get this at? You know what I'm saying? And I'm so- surprised more footage of that
0: isn't being shown. I'm wow. sure plenty of people recorded that shit. Yeah, and yeah. so
1: just watching from afar and this is what we were kind of talking about like i don't know i feel like like you have kids watching you have parents watching you know what i'm saying and, and i'm a big person about just leading by example because i'm a person yeah. like if i talk the big talk i got to show it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying And so to see that i was like damn like 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 is it that bad is right. it is the refing so. that bad is what was said that bad like yeah. to we are to a point where you're we'll just wait till next weekend. Yeah, man. exactly. But, but yeah, You're man, elaborate. that's, that's what I saw, man. That's and, it, it was pretty and,
0: crazy. And, and I mean, that alludes to kind of, you know, uh, the next part of our, something I wanted to talk about. I mean, um, well, before I even get to that question, I want to say, you know, my sixth grade, I want to give a shout out to my sixth grade team. They got their elite jerseys today. Yes. They, they, they got their great. elite jerseys. Yes, they did look okay. great. Okay. Uh, there were some dogs out there. We went down <laughs> to Antioch to the team select uh, tournament and they that. won. My they did a great job. Right, that sixth grade group is fucking phenomenal, hey, bro. My, my, they are.
2: My, when they were fifth graders. A lot of those guys played for me. They would play up. So shout-out hey. to Miles, Jalen, yeah. Zach. Okay. Matter of fact, shout-out to them boys for showing up at my practice on Wednesday, which nice. was a shell of a practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As I'm and telling you, Jolted man. me to move forward in a different direction. Yeah, guess I guess I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, um, shout-out to those guys. Yeah, man. They uh, those they're, guys they're are, up and coming. They did a five-to-seven practice, came up, did a workout with me, and did the an eight and nine practice. Wow. I pushed guy, I don't give
1: a shit, what okay. you did earlier yeah, in the day. Yeah. If you're yeah. here with me, we're going to work. And they're, did, they're on man. a tear so. right
0: now, man. My sixth grade is kind of on a tear. There's still some teams we need to play and go against. Um, it, but it also kind of – it all kind of comes together in what I wanted to talk about because I had a couple uh, kids on that team that I kind of was like, you should go do your thing because they want to play for like four or five different teams. The last kid I had um, – uh, his name's Denzel good kid uh I liked him a lot coachable I get i just watched him play and he's playing with a team called Brotherhood elite um his dad was not a he's not a bad guy but very difficult to deal with in terms of uh basketball like he's the type of parent I think outside of basketball I would yeah. like uh but very tough to deal with um because he's just kind of one of them dads who thinks he knows but mm-hmm. he you could tell he's never hooped mm-hmm. or nothing you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like mm-hmm. you have no clue what you're talking about and he wants his son to play for like seven different teams and he's like he uh. plays different with you he's a baller he's a baller over here with this team but apparently when he plays for me he sucks i don't know what that he means like that you, you yeah know? like basically he's like he plays better it's, a, it's all in the text he plays better yeah. i said well you know i wish you the best of luck go do your thing yeah. and so i just thought that was pretty interesting. like when parents act like this the parents and people act like what you saw on courtside i mean let's put ourselves in the shoes of the directors what should consequences be for teams like this yeah. like what are parents like this? if i'm a director of hardwood because keep in mind you run a, i mean well technically i'd already run a fucking facility but i'm not like on that level right if, yeah, if yeah, i'm yeah, steve at hardwood um, i'm Elijah Wan yeah. at courtside i mean what what what's a What's, what's a, a correct? Yeah. What's a correct penalty yeah. for this? Right? Because yeah. I know Elijah one I know Steve. He's no nonsense. Some yeah. shit like that happened there, he'll ban you for oh, life. Oh, he for has say, a uh, list of teams banned yeah. for life. For from life. Yeah. yeah. For life. Like they have yeah, to we, get a new did. name. We, or we did yeah. talk about this. Damn. We
2: did. You know, so, it's a level of etiquette. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's unfortunate because you know, I'm a volunteer. Yeah. into the damn, a volunteer mm-hmm. you know i don't write it off on my taxes or nothing but you know what i mean I'm, I'm a volunteer here
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but that doesn't change anything yeah whether i'm the director of a program or I'm, I'm just stepping into coaching i have a level of etiquette as a coach that i have to maintain yeah and yeah. No, it's ahead. about integrity yeah. you yeah. know what i mean and and, uh, and that's not to knock anybody because you know what uh, and we did talk about this before on the mm-hmm. podcast before the podcast uh <laughs> there you know you sometimes as a program you get kind of desperate mm-hmm. and you just need guys to you know fill up you know because you know, sometimes it's a financial thing and that's mm-hmm. where it becomes very unfortunate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think a lot, a lot of more programs, times it's becoming yeah. more and more financial yeah. I and, hate and to say i it. mean you know and it's, a, it's 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 lack of fundraising It's a lack of you know, it's, it's dependent upon the area that you're coming out of yeah. and that could be, it has nothing to do with just this local area. It's all over United yeah. States. So hell, It's all over the world yeah. is that you have areas that are underserved and you're trying to get these guys out there mm-hmm. and you're trying to get them exposure. And so sometimes you're going to take coaches on that don't know how to deal with the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the best coach. They yeah. don't necessarily know the game. They got high-level talent. Mm-hmm. They got raw talent. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into it with a coach, you know what I mean, that's a high-level coach, yeah. he's like, look, I'm going to stop this guy, this guy, this guy. Now what are you going to do? But what, should, and, but what you know, should
0: the directors do? I mean, when people act like this, what should happen to these teams? Well, oh, give me, Well uh, I think they, they should, should be suspended or banned or whatever. they should, or
2: should or be whatever. suspended for sure. for sure. And I think that I'm, I'm going to be – There needs to be tangible
0: consequences, I think, for options yeah. like this.
2: i honest with you. A lot of the teams that have NBA players' names – behind them Mm. get a lot of leeway Mm. and those nba players Mm. don't got shit and i'll say this again and i'll say it 10 times they don't got shit to do with their programs Mm. they are not there on the day-to-day Yeah, they're not managing their directors they're Mm -hmm. not managing their coaches they're just and their name is on it yeah so you know real talk you should be ashamed when something like that goes viral. And if you're not, then that says a lot. You know what I mean? To me, like, I don't care what nobody says. Mm -hmm. I'm Sacramento born and raised Mm -hmm. real talk. And Mm -hmm. if you want to put your name on something, Mm -hmm. it better have some fucking integrity behind it. Yeah. Like real talk, like have some integrity behind your shit. You're putting your name on it,
1: especially with kids.
2: Man, like you you, you know what I mean? Your community. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, these kids are the part, but this is your community. You're representing, you're saying this is what we stand for. So, yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. let's be honest with you right now. Sacramento, where the hell are people playing? Nowhere other than Hardwood and courtside. There's right, nowhere to go. Elk Grove's not running tournaments. There's nobody running mm-hmm. tournaments. High schools, look, this is another conversation, but high schools are not going to be allowed to let AAU programs use their facilities because of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. going to be nowhere for these guys to train. Yeah. So thank God for the spring and summer. Yeah. But well, when then, the winter and fall hit, you better have a facility. And for that, like I was saying, it's like you have to be respectful of these opportunities yeah. right now. And to have something like that go down, yeah, they should absolutely be suspended well, so that they understand The that. B-
0: The b- hugest problem I take from this is this, is the, the, this happens, oh, what was it? It's been maybe a week or two mm-hmm. after a coach week. in Oakland was just killed mm-hmm. because his kid didn't get playing time. A, a parent please picture this people how insane this sounds and again this happened in oakland and that's not a testament to how hood oakland is it's He's a lot a, he, more he to it than what you get. like but uh, the man is volunteering his time coaching these kids a father uh, who has issues clearly um and is going to pay the repercussions for him felt so strongly about the youth sports in some playing time that he went Imagine the psychology of this man. He went to his car, Lackers. grabbed a firearm, went onto the field in front of children and other people's kids, in front of this coach's own kids, shot him, stood over him as his body was on the ground, and shot him several more times. Wow. Over yeah. playing time. People, this is more a message for you, for anybody who's fucking listening to this. Mm. We need to do better than that. Absolutely. And then this happens or this thing at courtside happens, you know, right? Following that. It's like, are we not going to yeah. learn anything? Like, are we yeah. just going to keep repeating the same dumbass process? Not going to say there aren't a few people out there that need to get knocked the fuck out. Probably do. But I'm just saying, can we at least try to keep in mind of the context and atmosphere at the time? Sometimes, sometimes it is cool to just walk away. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. It is well, cool to just uh, walk away and leave it alone. Majority
2: of times it's cool to walk away. Yeah. I mean, there's, listen, if, just as a, from a coaching standpoint, if I'm not, if what you're paying, like I try to serve above what you're paying. I don't get paid directly to coach, and I'm okay with that because I love what I do, and I have a passion behind this. But if what you feel you're, what's coming out of your pocket for what you earn is not good, then you have choices. mm mm-hmm. But if you you know, we're talking about violence and I mean this is like, dude, take your kid off my team before you try to put mm-hmm. a bullet in my chest. Because so like honest to God, him, man. like man, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll tell you straight up I'd walk away from coaching before I'm taking a bullet to the mm-hmm. chest. Exactly. You that's know what, what I mean? it got. So, that's
0: what I was coaching you me. Know, I have thoughts in my mind with that. I, I just mean. think
2: we're in a very desperate there's there's you know, like and this is I wanna talk about this and this is maybe off topic a little bit, but I wanna talk about this the, the um the emotions and the psychological effect that this virus and this shutdown has had on these kids. Um, And I've got, you know, friends that are international, and we talk, and they see me as a coach, and they're like, man, like, you're damn near like a father figure. And they'll tell me, like, I'm from Pakistan, or I'm from Turkey, or I'm from, you know, Europe. And the coaches are not as involved in the kids' lives Mm -hmm. overseas like that. Like, we, it's just very cut and straight. Like, you coach my kid, but you don't tell my kid. Like, you don't mm-hmm. give him life advice. Like, that's my job. Don't you impede on that. Mm-hmm. Like, your job is to teach him basketball. In America, there's such a need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and this is something I've learned, and especially having these conversations with, you know, friends of mine and people that I've coached that are, you know, their kids are, inter- you know, international kids. And, you know, you start to learn, like, man, like, what we put into these kids sometimes is is so much more than what is absolutely you know required of what the 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 financials you know what I mean payment is I'm not I'm paid to coach your kid 2 days a week during the week and then on the weekends I'm not paid to raise your kid you know what I mean and but there's a level of expectation you know you're dealing with single moms you're dealing with single dads you're dealing with broken families and and as a you know good coaches are able to adapt to that and understand where their responsibility stops. But at the same time, you start getting, you know, people who are very desperate now. Kids that are, you know, going through a lot of stuff that they didn't go through when they were going to school every day. Mm-hmm. Now they're finding out who their parents really are. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you've got parents who have been laid off. you got parents who have had, gone through divorces because of, you know, this virus. The mm-hmm. finances have gone to shit. And now you yeah. have all these different things. And as coaches, don't give a shit what you think. You're going to have to deal with that. from the fourth grade level up to the high school level you got to deal with that so um there's a lot of strain all the way around and i think ultimately we just got to have a a higher level of respect for each other and what we're doing for each other and see it as an each other type of thing rather than this is you know i'm I'm supposed to do this for your kid and if i don't you know there's that level of repercussion you know it's unfortunate man and uh I hope my dude rests in heaven, man. Honestly, man, cuz that's that's something that no coach ever ever should have ever, ever have to deal with, man. I mean, putting your life on the line just to Crazy. go out there and volunteer for some for some boys and and give them everything you got and uh it's um yeah, we got to do better.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, moving moving forward, talking, well, talking about more of a positive note, you know. This weekend, this past weekend at Courtside was an amazing weekend, elijah one told me himself. Mm-hmm. He said uh a lot of colleges there. Uh, the number two, twenty, or uh, the number two kid in the country, the number high school kid in the country uh, for class of twenty twenty three, Jalen Lewis was there. Oh wow! That's uh, from Bishop O'Dowd, so he was playing there. I the heard Menlo College was around Sac State, all those guys. So that was just shout out to just, Menlo. Yeah, I got just,
2: a girl playing college. Yeah, at Menlo so exactly. So, back so me and playing for Menlo. Let's just wanted
0: to definitely say, hey, Elijah Juan keep doing what you're doing. Looks like Portside is getting more and more love. So definitely shoot us flash out for you um well there's uh, some big trips coming up i know i'm taking my team to yep. arizona in two weeks nice. for the league of legends so shout out to ryan silver and west coast elite we're also going to made hoops the last weekend of march so that should be a a, a pretty good deal uh you know texas has completely opened up so yep. there's there's going to be some major tournaments out there so i i hope you kids uh figure that out the biggest The biggest shift for all this obviously is, you know, high school season got approved. There's going to be a high school season starting April 5th. And this is the first time ever that high school and AAU will be existing at the exact same time. Ooh. I've had some conversations. This is just more information for kind of you parents and people who are listening. You know, I've talked to several coaches. Uh, I've talked to Mike from uh, Vanden High School, and shout out to Vanden because they're a freaking powerhouse, and he sends me kids, and they're amazingly. Uh, he is a younger coach, younger brothers like myself, who is going to work in balancing with the AAU stuff. Uh, Very similar to Clark at uh, Ponderosa, he Mm -hmm. he wants to do the same thing, and then of course there's the coaches like uh, Coach French at Whitney and Taylor at Rockland High and Mike Wall at Folsom who are anti AAU and they're kind of at war with it, and they're like, you know, even Nate at Oakmont, you know, is our guest, like he's like if you. Go to this AAU tournament, you know, and you miss a Friday night game, you're you're gonna be suspended the next game or not start or whatever. I, I get it on some aspect that yeah, there needs to be a level of consequence, but but I I don't know. My appro- I like Mike Mike's approach more from Van and he's just kinda like, I got D one athletes on my team. He got he's got Takai Hardy, he's <laughs> got all these he's like, I got D I got legit D one athletes on my team. Hellish. I'm not gonna fucking tell my D one athlete. <laughs> Because we got to play Benicia on Friday, don't go to a West Coast Elite event playing for West Coast Elite in front of twenty Division One colleges looking mm-hmm. to give you something. He's like, yeah. hell no, I'm not going to do that. So, I think more coaches need to take that approach. Yeah. But everybody is going to have their own experience. Yeah, my, my, I can't tell athletes what to do. It's just a case by case basis. But if you have um, aspirations. Uh, uh, from my, from a high school guys listening, um, you need to get to those events. I'm sorry. You, you just need to, even if you're a freshman, uh, you need to, you're not going to get looked at, but you need the experience. You need to see what a, uh, a showcase, a true showcase feels and looks like to prepare you for your junior year. So, you know, keep that in mind, um, moving forward with everything. So, uh, the, the, at, well, the only topic really I wanted to talk about I mean there's a, there's a lot more we can cover right, out no, but yeah yeah but we're we're not even looking at my watch. Yeah, <laughs> no, we've been going yeah, <laughs> like let's uh keep going. so the biggest thing and the announcement I want to say and put out there cuz it's going to get out there more and more eventually is uh, I'm no longer working at a Whitney High School. I'm no longer going to be coaching oh. there. Um yeah, I have quite a few offers even since work got out. Uh I'll be honest with you the biggest proponent who's who's wants me there big time is intercom with coach fred uh he wants me at intercom i'm strongly considering it not gonna lie uh no i'll get more into details maybe another episode on why i left whitney high school but let's talk about the main guy that that uh got that made this an issue and then i'll move on from there uh the uh, the guy that basically made an issue for me and my job there, at Whitney High School, is John Hunter. He is the athletic director at Oakmont High School. Um, worked with him while I was at Oakmont. He was the yeah, he was the varsity coach uh, when I was the freshman coach there for two years. Um, like a you know, overall at the time, thought he was a good guy. You know, a little different than me, obviously, but um, you know, not a bad dude. But what he did, um, definitely compromising my job at Whitney. Uh, I saw the report you did. Like, so you can try to, if this message, if this fucking podcast gets to you or your players, I know your players uh, listen to my show. And and if they tell you, oh, Coach Christopher, yeah, I put you out there, bro. And I don't care if you want to sit down on the show and talk about it. We can sit down and talk about it. If you want to run and hide and avoid it, run and hide and avoid it. I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to put it out there. Uh, you know, he, he, he listed a report where basically saying, because Matt Schroeder transferred to uh, Whitney High School, he he basically put in his report that he transferred because of me. Basically, he transferred to school, but that's not the case. His parents bought a seven hundred thousand dollar house down the street from Whitney. They literally moved from Natoma's to Rockland to upgrade mm-hmm. their life.
2: They were already intra, not inter. Yeah, intra district transfers to Oakmont. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. be clear, and it is There's a big differentiation between inter means you live in the area intra means you don't so he got accepted to oakmont high school because of his grades and because of his you know his family's one and he was living in the at the time and yeah. like we talked about oakmont is not a highly impacted school bella vista is an intergalactic school you are not getting into that school unless you're a 4.0 student coming out of eighth grade yeah. you're not you don't get to transfer there so there's protocols to certain stuff and um I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that and I'll let yeah. you finish.
0: So, like, so basically, you know, Matt transferred uh, because his parents bought a house down the street from Whitney. Did his parents ask me, like, hey, what's Whitney like? What's the basketball team like? Absolutely. But that's not influence. That That's the rule that he was trying to say. That's called following the coach. Wow. That's the CIF terminology. It's either called undue influence or, or following the coach. And because I have a foot in both worlds in AAU and high school – I'm a very controversial person in this area. Um, Taylor. Uh, uh, and again I'm just fucking I'm putting y'all all on front street I don't care if you guys hear it or not you, you can't do anything to me anymore because I don't work at Whitney so what are you going to do you're going right. to complain to CIF that I talked about you on my fucking podcast well it's this thing called uh, uh, freedom of speech I can do whatever the fuck I want and say whatever I want so let me make that very clear to you if you guys hear it and if I sound frustrated you're absolutely right I am because the way and the shady shit you guys do needs to be exposed mm-hmm. so Taylor literally bitched at his ad who contacted my ad at whitney the day i got an interview at whitney high school just because he heard i was getting interviewed
2: mm.
0: he was already making bitches about me and the cif
2: as a jv coach as
0: a jv wow. not even i'm not applying for the varsity head coach i was mm-hmm. jv or freshman mm-hmm. right we don't they don't hang jv or freshman banners yeah like who gives a fuck but, right. but apparently they do and so then uh kids obviously i'm coaching are getting better uh some yba kids um uh ended up going to Whitney. So now – And they every, live in the area. And they live and in the area. They
2: have an intra mm-hmm. – inter – not intra, inter-district transferability. Yeah. They live within the zone that they can transfer to. But Just again – being transparent here. But
0: but, but Taylor having an issue with that. And then Hunter puts out this report to the CIF basically saying that he threw me under the bus, he threw Ken G under the bus. Yeah. And keep in mind, his coaches – his JV and freshman, uh, his varsity and JV coaches coach in our club. They coach <laughs> well, in YBA. It's, it's we yeah, as bro. YBA support Oakmont, and he yeah. throws me under the bus. The I'm the fucking level. I'm the fucking co-director, and he throws me under the bus. Yeah. Wow! And, and and I
2: coached his I coached his son. Yeah, and I continue to coach his son after he ran me through a gauntlet of bullshit, only to come back and tell me that I wasn't eligible to coach. As an assistant on a JV level, what? which is not even financially necessary Nothing. for me, this is literally like I just want to coach with Chris because mm-hmm. he invited me, mm-hmm. and I just want to be an influence on kids in the basketball world. It runs me through a gauntlet, and then wants me to continue to coach his child. And he and he and specifically was, said.
0: It, I told it, it, him what just,
2: my hang-up was, yeah. and he overlooked it. And then when the time came, he said, I'll be, I'll listen, all right, we're here. Okay. I had a DUI, and I told Coach Hunter straight up, when we first sat down in the YBA facility, I said, I've got a DUI. Mm-hmm. There was a girl who was about 22, 23 years old that coached in the, Rose, who coached in the Roseville School District who was a cheerleading coach, and she... Had two of her athletes in a vehicle, and she was drinking. She ended up getting into a car wreck, running into a tree. Mm-hmm. So the Roseville School District heightened their, you know, their, uh, you know, their their hangups on, you know, hey, if you got a DUI, you're zero tolerance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I told Hunter that right from the gate. Mm-hmm. I told him that. And I said, hey, listen, man, I just want to be transparent with you. This is what my record, my criminal background record mm-hmm. is going to show. I'm not a criminal. I don't mm-hmm. sell drugs. I don't mm-hmm. hurt people. I ain't got domestic violence. This is all it is. Mm-hmm. pushed me through the whole gauntlet. The CHP messed up my paperwork, so it took me a bit to get through this whole process. Mm-hmm. Only for him to come back and say, the board has you know, said, I can't hire you. So I came out like three, $400, which is a drop in Damn. a bucket. I don't give shit about the money. But, dude, mm. you wasted so much of my yeah. time. Now, here at the same time, I coach YBA athletes that are going to Oakmont. Mm. They expect me to be Chris's assistant coach. Now I have to – I'm not going to lie to them. I'm, now, now I'm forced to be transparent with them and say this is why I wasn't allowed to coach there. And that's embarrassing. Well, and, I'd rather be angry than embarrassed. And he's the real. type
0: of dude he hides behind the rules to mask his true intention. So like for instance, he said to the JV coach um and again, if you guys want to know who they are, look it up yourself cuz I'm not going to put their business or their names out there, but he said to the JV coach, he said if Matt transfers, he is not playing at Whitney. So he already vindictively said, "I am not going to allow this kid to play basketball if he leaves my school." Like, and that's the culture that pisses me off in this area and yeah. I'll be very vocal about it because it only happens mainly in this area and if you want to say it's because it's white if it's because it's mainly Caucasian maybe it's because it's older white men who do that I don't fucking know all I can say is when you go to consume this hoax, you go to Sheldon you go to a Western Ranch you go to uh, no, Endercome Grant people, or whatever, but, 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 schools, but what I'm saying not, is yeah. even with those no, what I'm saying is if those kids transfer it's not a huge deal yeah. like for instance John John transferred from Grant to Intercom back to Grant yeah. And he didn't sit out not one time. You want to know why? Because wow. Coach Denard and Coach Fred don't give a fuck about hurting the kid's eligibility. They just say if that's what the kid wants to do, fuck it. That's so we, what he and, wants and to we do.
2: And t- we talked about it. And it ultimately, I'll say this. Kids that transfer and transfer and transfer are only hurting themselves. Damn. And because the reality of it is, is, that, and I've had this in my own personal world, that it costs you when it comes to the college level because you yeah. look inconsistent yeah. you look like you cannot handle adversity you look like oh when shit got tough you dipped yeah you know so um sorry for not speaking into the mic but no, yeah but no. when but that's that that hurts the kids yeah so coaches you know, good coaches understand that. Like, hey, man, if you continue to transfer, if you continue to move around, like, you're not going to look good to colleges. They want to see somebody well, I hear sticks it like, out. Well, here there's, like, even know?
0: in college, there's, like, 2,000 kids in the transfer portal in college right now. But
2: that's a completely different scenario because of COVID. Well, that's because of COVID, but, of COVID, of, but, of, yeah, but still. Yeah, coaches are getting right. fired. And, mm-hmm. you man, like, look, dude, less Miles... You, we're talking about shit in 2013 getting yeah. come out. So, like, let's coaches, like, let's be real with ourselves but here. I, but I shit's just going to come out.
0: I just hate in this area. It's they hide behind the rules in order to just mask their vindictive ways. That's all I'm saying. Like, so, because basically my thing is, Hunter, you know what you're doing is affecting the kid. Like, part of why I, I left Whitney is because it's going to help Matt play. Because I'm not there anymore. Now he's not following the coach. The coach ain't there no more. Right? Because ultimately, I give a fuck more about the kid... Then I do the, the program, the stipend, whatever the fuck yeah. you like. I care about my kid being able to have the opportunity to play basketball. Like I said, Denard and uh, Grant, uh, Denard at Grant, Fred and Intercom. Again, these are two solid brothers who've been doing this a long time. They don't want to hurt a kid's. I was really, you want to know how much I know it? Because Oakmont has a kid who transferred from Intercom because his dad moved. To Roseville, mm-hmm. same exact thing my kid did. He moved over towards that way, and now he's he left Oakmont, went to Intercom, played a year at Varsity at Intercom, and then is now back at Varsity at Oakmont, and he doesn't have to sit a year. Yeah. You want to know why Fred didn't do anything? Because he don't give a fuck. He's yeah. like, man, fine, kid, if you want to go. But you guys like you, Hunter, and any of you coaches that do this, that keep hurting these kids' eligibility because of your own vindictive nature, yeah. you have something yeah. wrong with you.
2: Yeah. You shouldn't be in a position. Get a
0: over yourselves. Wow. You're not that important. So
2: we 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 talked about two things before you came into the room. Yeah. One of two things. Most of the time, the ADs are also instructors at the school. So they have an obligation to the school on the educational side. So that gives them a different level of clout. And their behavior gets to be different because they have different kind of backup. Mm-hmm. Now you're backed up as the history teacher and the athletic director yeah. and the head varsity coach. Damn. So, like, dude, you've got, yeah. like, ultimately, you're more one of the more important people here. So we kind of, like, defer to you yeah. when we shouldn't. And what if
0: we- shots fired, by the way. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Not- Plenty of shots fired. East
1: Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Go there, man. Keep going.
0: I just had to let the people know, yeah, I'm throwing shots fired. And then...
2: <laughs> and then Another thing it is when it comes down to the AAU high school level, and this is very uh, particular right now because of the acceptance, CIF would not be accepting AAU interaction between the high school season if they didn't feel that it was right for the players. Mm-hmm. So get the fuck out of your own head. Get the fuck out of your pocket. Get the fuck out of your future as a coach and understand that this ain't about you. Mm-hmm. If you're a high school level coach, then what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah,
2: and this is where the conflict comes. This is why I said, is it the chicken or the egg? And high school coaches feel this level of obligation. Now I've got a great respect for John, uh, for Coach Wall, Mike Wall. I I played for him mm-hmm. at Foothill, and I got to coach against him the other night when you were late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, right. And uh, but at the same time, it's like, look, I and, and I've had some D1 players come out of his program, and I know that those guys are, you know, they they played high level on our AAU programs whether we moved our AAU programs or not, because things fail. Now, see, on the AAU side, failure happens, and we understand it, and we move forward. We may move three or four of our guys. Like, I'm just being real. Like, my seventh grade level, which is obsolete to what we're talking about, but even then, those guys matter to me. So I hit Chris immediately and said, hey, this is not going to work. What I'm trying to do, it's not going to work. I called you the night of and said, hey, man, if I'm going to be able to retain these guys who are very talented and they have a future and their ceiling is like, I, like I can't I don't even know where their ceiling is, I need to be able to give them something high level. Mm-hmm. I need them to at least be able to come to your practice. And yeah. the response was, why don't you take over this team, bring your guys up, man, develop your guys within this system that you and I are both working on. Mm-hmm. And it's synergy.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's the problem is that there's no synergy between AAU and high school.
0: And that's where it's, I want to elaborate two different more energies, on one day.
2: And then you start playing against each other for no reason. Now, let, let's, let's be real. When we come down to Coach Hunter, if Chris would have stayed there, it wouldn't, nothing would have been a problem. He would have swept absolutely everything under the rug. He would have said, "No, that's not happening. No, no, no. Like, we're not bringing, we're not recruiting. None of that's happening." And he was like, and
0: "It got, became weird." Just so you understand why I left Oakmont, just because he prayed. The only reason I left Oakmont is because he said I need to be okay with losing. That's not. I will okay. never Whoa, be okay yeah. with losing. I'm a yeah. competitor. He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, it man. got him into this weird conversation, he got into and, faith. and 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 the first. yeah, and the J and the JV coach was in the room with me, like he was, like was on YBA his knees. Yeah, he was like yeah. on his knees, like. Saying to me, you know, I'll tell you now, I love you, brother, but, you know, you need to. It was wow, weird. It was just yeah. like a weird exchange. It was it was so cringy. It was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it was so super cringy, <laughs> yeah. but basically wanted me to be okay with losing. And I'm like, no, I will never be okay with yeah. losing. Mm-hmm.
2: And he'll never give up that head coaching spot. Yeah. Because it's control. That's it's crazy. more control than He even told the JV coach
0: now, speaking of memory, he told yeah. Robert, he, told, he even told the JV coach now that he would be the varsity coach. That he that told him I was there witnessing yet? that, and, that uh-huh. and and he didn't give it to him. He didn't yeah. give him the job. Yeah. So you, he told him you will be the jet, you will be the head coach, and then he didn't give him the job.
2: Wow! And shout out to those two for sticking that shit out because hey, you're be better man than me. Yeah, very much so. But just, again, my just opinion yeah. on that is like, look, AAU offers players a different opportunity, and high school coaches need to understand that. What you guys do is extremely important because you're dealing with the athletic and the educational side. You have to hold these as an AAU coach. I can have a 1.0 player, and if he's six foot six, two twenty, yeah, he might play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He might mm-hmm. play today. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't give you, you know what I mean? If his parents come to me and say, "Hey, yeah, I know he's struggling. We got him a tutor, and we're working on it," then I'm going to accept what they're telling me, yeah. and I'm not. Not to say that I don't care at all, but, man, there's a different level. Yeah. Now, as a high school coach, 2.0 or you don't play. Yeah, There's different levels of, you know, of uh, of you know what's re- required. There's but different requirements. Both sides so, are important. They very, need just to understand
0: very, both sides are important. The coaches like myself. More than ever now. And, and Coach uh, Mike Holloway at Vanden, um, Coach Clark at Ponderosa. Love you, Coach uh, yeah, Clark. Yeah, and coincidentally, these guys are black, but I'm just saying they get the balance between the two. They get the balance yeah. that both are needed and required to make the highest level possible athlete. These coaches who are still stuck in the it's my program, my way mentality. You're going to get left behind. You're going to mm-hmm. become extinct with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, you got your jobs for as long as you want them because yeah. you've been there for 20 years, but eventually yeah. when guys like my age come in ready to replace you, there's going to be a total transformation in the basketball landscape. Just wait and see. And
2: it's job security. Let's let's just be honest. I'll throw that last thing out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's You know, we talk about regardless of your skin colors, it is from where you're from. Mm-hmm. It's from what you have to get through to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. And when – you know, as a coach on the AAU level, you're open to a wider audience. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was saying in the beginning of this conversation or the beginning of this topic is like as a high school, you're expect like these are the kids in my area. This is my talent pool. So when you're playing up at Pondo, you know what you're, you see at that tryout. You're like, this is what I got. Yeah. And the first thing you think if you're an AAU coach is, damn, I got dudes that will come here and kill it. Yeah. Right? Like I man, like how much is a house sell for up here? Right. So I mean, you know, but that's not a directive. Yeah. That has to do with like, hey, look, I also coach AAU. So I've got guys, and that's why I said chicken and the egg. Yeah. It's it's a difference between like seeing it as like, oh, you recruited this guy. Well, no, like this guy's parents already live in the yeah. vicinity. They just don't want to go somewhere where the coach says winning is not important. Yeah. And I listened to this man say the same thing he said to me, or say to Chris, say to me, like winning is not important. And it's not, and it's not to say winning is not important, but damn, that's the goal, no? Yeah, yeah. Like, so if that's not your goal, then what are you really talking about? So the kids can see the fruits of their labor. It's not the. I mean,
0: it's there. There's you know, um, there there's purpose and there's goal. Correct. Winning is goal, right? Growth is the purpose. But they're both value. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, they're hand
2: in hand. And that rolls into what you were saying about starting a program with a 16U level. Mm-hmm. What should I do? Yeah. You should say, what's your purpose? Should I play and to win? And what's your win? goal? Mm-hmm. And then should I play to win right now? Yeah. Or should I play up, lose, but we're developing mm-hmm. at a higher level? Yeah. Like, that's that's a choice as a coach and as a program that you have to make. And you're getting to go through that, mm-hmm. you know, obviously with some, you know, great help and understanding. Yeah. And, you know, this conversation alone is For sure. valuable to that. Yes, it but is um man stop hating on these damn kids man
0: exactly and with all that let's close this one out i know that was a a lot to say but fuck (laughs) it man we had to get a lot of shit out
1: and it with a bang (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: exactly so uh please listen to next week i want to do some quick shout outs uh shout out to coach holloway of vandy man uh love you brother thank you for being big time supporter of yba and um, i'm I'm helping your kids get better, uh, Coach Jackson of uh, Vision. Um, that's mainly a Modesto Capital Christian type deal club. But shout out to you, brother, and all that you've done, Coach Rubin for Team Select. Thank you for having my team in Antioch this past week and hosting a good event. I'm happy the Bay Area is opening up more and more. Hopefully Contra Costa County will open up So we can have Soldier Town and all these other places Open up little by little uh, Shout out to Marcus, Marcus Kirkland He had my boys in his little First tournament that, love you, Marcus. Yeah, right? that My 16U won the championship yeah. We played uh, this Oaks Yeah, well, You were in it too, Mark, yeah. so you know yeah. He had both yeah. uh, both our teams a.m. in it We love all you, right? baby right? <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate what you're doing, Marcus Looking forward to the footage and the video when that comes out So, so that should be fun And last but not least, uh, uh, Coach Fred um, from Intercom, I appreciate you man. Uh, maybe I'll be one of your coaches soon enough. I know he's he's been pushing me to go there for the past couple years and, and he's been really supportive and a great resource talking to me um i have my men's league playoff game in a little while so hopefully i don't suck at that i can be (laughs) courtside curry and maybe do do my thing a little bit (laughs) but all star night let's go (laughs) right but no uh sam thank you for being on the show man i love love you you too yeah Yeah, i I appreciate you being here helping us out uh mark did you have any uh last words
1: nah man like i said uh thanks sam for coming in i enjoyed it Course. I love your energy. Love yes, sir.
0: It. Everybody be yes, safe sir. out there. Uh, COVID's still a thing, so yeah. mask up. Take care of yourselves. Protect yourself. Protect ne- your loved Next once. week's show will hopefully be another great one for you. We are glad to be back, and we are out.